the, the very particular case of Peru is that Peru is a very informal economy. So there is a lot of, of counter economy. So there is a lot of, of, of people selling uh, um, T-shirts for uh, Nike or Adidas T-shirts, but that are fake. Or there is a lot of of, of selling of uh, of of DVDs and uh, of DVD copies and things like that. So the economy is very informal in general, and. And and that is very curious. Uh, in, in many ways, it has developed a, a very different conscious that, that in our countries because uh, people are not necessarily consider uh, many of them consider themselves workers, but at the same time they don't have unions or or the kind of organizations that exist in our countries. And and so, do you think that because so much of the economy in Peru is uh, is informal, not just in terms of knockoff goods or or that kind of thing, but also going back to indigenous markets, um, there's still very much that culture of that's where you get your your food and your clothes. Do you think there's always been a tension there between the modernizing forces of the Peruvian government and this massive informal economy? There is a, a, a strong tension between like uh, like the the street sellers and, 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 and the government because in some areas of, of, of particularly in Lima, which is the largest city in, in in Peru, like the the street sellers have taken all over the streets, and in some cases even the it is. I think that that there is some attempts of modernizing the the Peruvian state, but that also require formalizing the economy, and people don't want to pay taxes because Peru is pretty corrupt. So there is uh, a historian, a, a Trotsky historian, who is called Alfonso Quiroz. He 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 died some years ago, but he. He had a book that was quite mainstream, despite that he had a very particular kind of politics. But but he made, basically did an economic history of corruption in Peru, and basically fifty percent of the historical budget of Peru has has go to corruption. So, yeah, and that seems to be why anti-corruption seems to be the most popular game in town right now in in Peru. Uh, but also, I, I think this might be a good time to transition into talking about the history of the revolutionary left, which was. Um, dominated at least spectacularly by Sendero Luminoso in uh, the 70s, 80s, and 90s, um, better known as Shining Path. And uh, besides the, these uh, kind of economic questions we've been talking about, the reaction to Shining Path by, by Fujimori and others has also really dominated the political trajectory of the country. So would you like to, to just talk about the background of uh, Shining Path? Yeah, I think I, I should mention that that in the sixties actually the, the the there were some some guerrilla movements, but they these guerrillas were not uh, Maoists. They they had a more some had a more Gavarist orientation, and, and some had a very heterodox orientation. And one of them, uh, even I, I know one of the members of of that uh, uh, one of the guerrilla movements even was a market socialist. So, so it was very heterodox. Some of the guerrilla movements it was. Uh, they were very heterodox. Some of the guerrilla movements actually come from APRA, which uh, we, now is pretty right-wing, but then uh, APRA was started as a, as a relatively left-wing party, so it was uh, natural that, that the, the left-wing elements, when, when APRA was shifting right, will not only, with the time, particularly after the Cuban Revolution, not only they will go away from APRA, but also try to 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 take inspiration in the Cuban revolution try to to make a a, a revolutionary movement and and in that 
case in particular, the 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 goal was to to get a, a an agrarian revolution, uh, and some actually argue that that it was this guerrilla movements, despite its small in, in in numbers, that actually led to the. Uh, to the to the military government in the 60s. It was a very curious government in the in 68 when Velasco Alvarado gave a, a coup d'état. Uh, he he actually was kind of left wing in some way and and did uh, the agrarian revolution. Some say because of fear that that, that there will be a, a bigger revolt and and, the, and a bigger revolution. And so some some say that 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 that's why why Velasco did the coup d'état. And Velasco Alvarado is a very curious general. He had a lot of, and, and the people close to him had a lot of inspiration from the Yugoslavian model of socialism was kind of more in the market socialist tradition, like like some people claim. So he had a lot of, of push for cooperatives in, in that time and beyond doing the Grand Revolution, so it was uh, giving peasants land, he also tried to organize uh, the peasants in, in cooperatives. And um, but then there was a counter coup by by Another general, Morales Bermudez, was much more conservative. And in the 80s, I mean, the shiny, in the 80s, there was a sense of, of, of many movements that were considered in the armed struggle. And, and that's an important thing to, 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 to remember. So it wasn't only the shining path that was considered in uh, starting a revolutionary struggle. So there were a lot of, 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 of other parties of different orientations. And one of the most weird elements that was considered, in, according to what I have heard, uh, joining a revolutionary struggle was uh, Alpha and Omega, who, who in reality is not even a, a political party, but it's a, a kind of, of collective that is a Christian. Is, they, are, they are very weird. So they, they are ufologists. So they, they are part of a youth for religion to say in some way, but at the same time, they claim to be Christians. So they have a, a fusion of these weird beliefs. But at the same time, they... Yeah, they, you know, they I, have I, a, uh, I was familiar with this group just as a a Christian syncretic UFO religion in Peru. I've yeah. seen a documentary about them, uh, but which is uh, pretty par for the course in Latin America. Most, most UFO believers... Uh, combine it with spirituality in some way, as far as I can tell, which is a lot yeah. different than the more nuts and bolts, scientific seeming uh, ufology in the United States. But this group, you, you told me, and I didn't know this before, was actually much more active and even involved in the armed struggle in the 80s. No, they weren't, they were considering, like many of the other groups. So uh, at least a faction of them were considering joining a revolutionary struggle. But at that point, many groups were considering, with the exception of the Trotskys in Peru, uh, generally opposed the, the 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 initiation of a popular struggle. So they were Trotskyists in Peru were much more sympathetic to 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 gaining more force in the labor movement. Um, but with the exception of Trotskyists and, and probably the Social Democrats, probably, uh, the most of the factions of the left, the different uh, Maoists, uh, they were all Maoists beyond the the Shining Path, by the way. Um, and and the Gavaris also, the the people that. That come from the more you know like Latin American kind of left, the 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 Tupac Amaru revolutionary movement. Um, uh, so people from that come from very different kind of traditions. Even some that 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 were kind of closer to the Albanian socialism. Uh, there were various. At at one point in the in the eighties, there were twenty left wing parties. So so, and even then inside then they have different tendencies. So. Uh, 
there were it's very difficult to to call how many of them were were actually considered uh, starting an armed revolution, uh, but many were considering as far as as, as they even in their own words say today. Uh, but the what the shining path started their 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 struggle as the, the, what they consider a revolutionary struggle uh, it was very curious because like the what what uh, i know that some people in in in, in the maoist circles in, in the us and in other parts um uh, have an admiration for for shining pat but what they probably don't know is that shining pat actually killed a lot of, of of left-wing politicians, so they, no, I think basically, they know. basically, 